3702. Sports Talk. SMS Bootle on 31702. Right, Faraz Patel, welcome to the show, sir. I uh, I trust you are doing well. Yeah, good evening, Bootle, and good evening to all the listeners. Very sad that obviously Sports Talk's coming to an end. I really enjoyed the conversations with you and, of course, your predecessor, Mark Lewis. So, it's really a sad moment, but some great conversations were had during the time. Indeed, great conversations were had for us, and uh, we are not done. Great conversations are still to be had. Uh, so, for us, let's start with, with the football that's on right now. Uh, Liverpool are currently up against uh, Villa, and against Manchester City, because we haven't spoken since before that match, was it a hangover? Was it just too much partying in the red side of Merseyside? Yeah, I think what it takes you seven days to recover. That's how uh, much Liverpool had parted. Mm. And of course, after 30 years of not winning the league, you kind of would think, okay, maybe one or two nights, but it looks like the seven nights that they probably celebrated had caught up with them. I think it was an absolute demolition job by City. You know, you look at the way Kevin De Bruyne just carved open Liverpool. And of course, today you were thinking, okay, could Villa get something? Because remember, this is a team that is fighting the relegation places. But of course, Sadio Mane gets the goal. Uh, there was a few Liverpool players that kind of disappointed today. Of course, one of them being Navigator, who of course had signed for quite a lot of money, but had so far not been that good for Liverpool. But he wasn't the only one. I mean, the touches from Salah, the touches from the midfielders, even the centre backs kind of looked off form today. But it kind of looks as if the game. I'm not in my uh, in front of my television set, but Liverpool could see this out. So. Of course, Liverpool are chasing uh, the 100-point record. They want to remain unbeaten at home mm. for the Premier League. So, you look at those records over there, and surely now, after that 4-0 uh, thrashing by Manchester City, Liverpool will be looking at those records and saying, you know what, it's time for us to go ahead, step up a little But We are the champions of England officially, and just seal the 100 points, seal the unbeaten run at home, and, you know, look forward to next season. At the start of this, uh, you know, this program, I mentioned the fact that you know, we're now a couple of weeks into the return of English Premier League football. We have settled into a rhythm. It almost seems like we're back to normal. Almost. Almost. Hot palpitations are back. And it's beautiful to see that even though the league has already been won, but there are still battles raging and they rage on to our entertainment. Yeah, I mean, the top four battle is definitely one that, that I mean, everyone's surely keeping an eye on. I mean... Uh, United, of course, uh, they set the bar with that uh, 5-2 win over Bournemouth. I mean, a fantastic result for United. I mean, Mason Greenwood. I mean, what more is it to say about this kid? You know, everyone's talking about should United go for Jaden Sancho. But when you look at Mason Greenwood, a very made, you know, academy boy. And this kid has so much of talent, so explosive when he gets the ball. And, I mean, for United, I mean, well, they were 1-0 down. When Harry Maguire just got absolutely nut, nutmegged and David De Gea questions over his near post, should he have been much more better there? But United, of course, stepped up, got the win. Mm. Then, of course, Wolves, who, who we've loaded so much this season, go ahead and throw away any chance of making the top four uh, with their defeat against Arsenal. Then, of course, Chelsea, after losing to West Ham, we were thinking, OK, is this a bit of a blip happening for Chelsea? But they go ahead and they get the 3-0 win against Watford. So... The Champions League bases are definitely going to be one of those where everyone's going to be interested in. Leicester, Chelsea, Man United, uh, they're, of course, going to be in the mix. Wolves, if they lose their next game, then you might be thinking it could be all over for them. But right now, I fancy the three, before I mention Wolves, that could be in the mix for those Champions League places. Let's quickly talk about uh, these individuals. And I want to start with Leicester, the fact that Leicester, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, they are there and thereabout. And uh, they've sort of... 
branded themselves now as contenders almost Leicester City after winning the title uh, Wall said it was a fluke uh, but their man of the century Jamie Vardy just continues to inspire this side the Foxes to greater and greater heights yeah to think seven years ago he was playing League 2 football with Fleetwood Town and now of course a Premier League winner and now he's on the verge of taking Leicester City to a Champions League place yeah look I mean they've, they've had a great transformation under Brendan Rodgers. I mean, the football that they're playing is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the squad, of course, isn't as deep as you would say City or uh, Liverpool, mm. but I mean, they've got enough talented individuals to, to go ahead and at least get them over the line for the Champions League place. Yes, of course, since the restart, there have been a few questions eliminated from the FA Cup, dropped a few points here and there, but yeah, you know, when you have Jamie Vardy, who's, of course, looking to, to win that golden boot in the Premier League, you know you're going to get a few goals from him. That final goal of him yesterday against Crystal Palace was what we know of Jamie Vardy. He takes the ball, he just makes a great counter-attack, shimmies the, the goalkeeper and just goes ahead and finishes it. So, a fantastic uh, finish from him. And I think that's the victory lesson that he needed to go ahead and at least push them further to making it for the Champions League. So as a result, Leicester City sitting in third place, uh, a point above Chelsea, a point and uh, three points above Manchester United. Um, yeah, Leicester, as you're saying, look like they're on the verge of a Champions League spot. Chelsea, of course, um, you know, they revealed that three on their chest uh, with <laughs> with the the new kid <laughs> that everybody laughed at and made fun of. And then they, they, they received three uh, from West Ham after that reveal. But then they've managed to, three days later, put three past Watford. Um, Christian Pulisic, the man in the middle, that American, uh, not in the middle, though, on the wing, but really pulling the strings there for Chelsea, was even compared to Eden Hazard after the match. Uh, But it seems like Frank Lampard's charges might just be back, and uh, it seems like they might be even more dangerous next season. Yeah, I mean, of course, remember, Chelsea still have to travel to Anfield, and that's going to be the day that Liverpool, of course, are crowned champions. So it's not over as yet. I think when you look at Christian Pulisic yesterday, of course, do remember Hakim Ziyech and Timo Werner are about to come. So, I mean, there was kind of like a reminder to Christian Pulisic to say, listen, you know what? There's two top players that are coming to the club. Pull your, pull your socks up. Get the sc- uh, Start scoring. Start doing something for Chelsea. And over the last week, I mean, he's done that, of course, the City game. Then, of course, against Leicester in the FA Cup. And then, of course, yesterday against Watford. So, he looked absolutely amazing. Every time he had the ball, you feared for the Watford defenders that this guy was going to do something special. So, yeah, I mean, Christian Pulisic has been absolutely amazing. And, of course, the Chelsea midfield, again, able to dictate the game. A special praise to, of course, N'Gola Kante and Mason Mount, who continue to really show why they are the unsung heroes for Chelsea so far this season. So... Mm. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea, of course, pole position for the Champions League. But again, as I say, that trip to Liverpool is going to be quite huge for them because if Liverpool, of course, on the day that they lift the trophy, would want to take the three points. And that, for me, is going to be the decider for Chelsea. Of course, Chelsea come unscathed in that game. Mm. Then, for sure, they'll be going ahead and getting the Champions League. And do remember, they've made these two signings. They're looking at Kai Havertz and Bayer Leverkusen. So, Chelsea desperately need Champions League to make sure that they can balance the books after spending so much of money. I mean, you saw, you talk about them uh, getting to that match with Liverpool, which is their penultimate match of the season, unscathed. However, three days before that match, they have a real battle for the top four. They're taking on Manchester United. A Manchester United with a Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba combination that is setting them on fire. A Manchester United with a Mason Greenwood who seems to just be uh, growing every game that you watch. This kid is 
a fantastic talent and uh, it's going to be difficult for Chelsea but it will also be difficult for United but I want to also focus on United uh, this season uh, for the last couple of matches but more for next season how do you think they will fare? Unfortunately, Bootle, United and Chelsea have played, played each other twice already this season. But it would have been fantastic for a third game for that to be in the Premier League just to decide who gets the fourth spot. But, yeah, I think, you know, talking about Mason Greenwood, this kid is absolutely amazing. And you just said about Bruno Fernandes. The moment Bruno Fernandes uh, came into this team, you could sense that a rejuvenation within Manchester United. Even him and Paul Pogba seem to have a sync with each other. I could see, obviously, off the field they have a bit of a... Uh, a bro relationship sort of a thing where there's bromance that is developing between the two. But looking at that front three of Manchester United, remember, Mason Greenwood, Anthony Martial, and Marcus Rashford now have more goals than Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, and Roberto Firmino combined. So looking at that, you think this can be an absolutely amazing front three. Uh, front three excuse me. And, of course, we spoke about Jadon Sancho coming to Manchester United, but there's no really need for Jadon Sancho to come for Manchester United when, when you have Mason Greenwood, who's absolutely firing on all cylinders at the moment. Of course, Anthony Martial, a few weeks ago we spoke about you know his consistency, but he looks very comfortable having Marcus on one wing and, of course, Mason on the other. Mm. And then, of course, behind him, we've got Bruno Fernandes, who just is able to open up defences. The free kick of Bruno Fernandes yesterday was absolutely amazing. So... Manchester United seem a settled side, though their defence is still very, very questionable. Mm. Harry Maguire, I mean, to, to be nutmeg yesterday like that, you don't expect that from an £80 million centre-back. So improvement is needed from Harry Maguire. He's a good ball-playing centre-back. But I think some of his decisions, of course, and one-on-ones has to be looked at. David De Gea getting beaten, beaten on the near post. The confidence is still not there. United have problems at the back, but up front they look absolutely amazing. So that, that uh, game that I'm referring to, actually, as you rightfully say, uh, Faraz, they've played each other twice already in the league. Yes. It is the FA Cup match. Um, but would that mm-hmm. not be, uh, you know, a, a kind of, we want to ensure that you are hurt, and when you, <laughs> maybe not hurt physically, but hurt <laughs> emotionally, and when you come out for your match against Liverpool, uh, it must be difficult for you. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you, you spot on about that. I think the psychological effect that will come out from that FA Cup semi-final will absolutely be huge. I mean, remember, United have beaten Chelsea three times already, twice in the league and, of course, once in the League Cup. So United have the upper hand over Chelsea. But, of course, Chelsea are playing really good right now. So do our Manchester United. So it's going to be an absolutely amazing game. Remember, the match is taking place at Wembley. So, of course, even without any crowd, it is a proper, proper neutral venue. So it's going to be huge for for whoever wins that game to go into that penultimate round of matches to regards to what happens over the top four. Chelsea, of course, have Liverpool and the following week they have Wolves. So it's two huge games for Chelsea. And of course, Manchester United will be hoping that one of those games, if Chelsea can drop points of one of those games, barring Wolves are still in the mix for the top four, United's path to the Champions League football will be quite easy right there. Absolutely. Um, let's uh, look at the bottom end of that table. Uh, well, before we go there, let's look at Arsenal. And they are fighting for a, a different European spot, but in the fight indeed. And it seems like they're up for the fight, the Gunners, to get into the Europa League. Yeah, I mean, what we are talking two weeks ago, there was a crisis within the club. Uh, you know, certain sections of the Arsenal fans were calling for Mika Ateta to be sacked. Look, I think when it comes to Arsenal, do remember that institutionally that club has a lot of problems. We've, we've spoken about it so many times that Stan Kroenke is a manager that just doesn't seem 
to be willing to put investment within the club. Pukai Sanko, this kid, who I think is going to be another amazing superstar for Arsenal, he, of course, got a goal yesterday against Wolves, and he had a contract extension that was signed. So a huge, uh, huge boost for them. Gabriel Martinelli, of course, another one who signed a contract uh, this week. So two, two small victories for Arsenal, one could say, and I think that's going to be quite, quite huge for them. Of course, this is a team that, that is just that is fighting for Europa League position, but there's small steps that needed to be made for the club to, to try and at least get somewhere within challenging of the top four. Mikhail Teta is, of course, somebody who institutionally knows the club, so I don't think there's a need for him to go anywhere as yet. He's, of course, unfortunately got, he's inherited a mess from Arsene Wenger and, of course, his uh, successor, Unai Emery. And for mm. right now, any small victory that, uh, that Mikhail Teta is getting from that club can be seen as a positive. Quickly, at the bottom uh, half or at the end of the table, we've got Norwich City who are most certainly uh, facing the chop. They are going down to the the, uh, the championship. Uh, but Bournemouth, Aston Villa and Watford are in a mad battle to kind of uh, you know stay safe and keep themselves in the Premier League. And then we also have uh, West Ham who is just outside of that zone but never really safe. From those teams that I've just mentioned, who do you think can pull off a great escape? Well, look, I mean, West Ham have got four points out of the last six points. So I think, you know, they may just have climbed themselves out of it. But David Moyes, I mean, we always knew him as a specialist of trying to get uh, clubs out of relegation. So, you know, let's see if he can do that. His only failure was, of course, Sunderland. But, I mean, Norwich, they definitely out. Bournemouth don't look as if they are going to be staying in the Premier League. So they're another club that could see their, themselves out also. And then, of course, there's a battle between Watford and Aston Villa. And, of course, both the teams lost. So it's going to be really difficult for Aston Villa. You know, they've got a, a certain Jack really should they're trying to keep if they do stay up. But if they do go down, then it's inevitable that he's going to go. So if you had to ask me right now, I think it's, it's going to be a great battle between the four. But I'm going for Norwich, Bournemouth and uh, Aston Villa to go down. Let me leave it there for us, Patel. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, we will continue the conversation very quickly, though. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't have time, but La Liga, Barcelona, they're against Villarreal. But it is seems like trouble in paradise at Barcelona at the moment with club captain Lionel Messi as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, a few weeks ago, he had, a, he, had a, uh, he had like a clause in his contract that said that anyone could sign him for a free. Now, of course, he doesn't want to stay uh, until past 2021. The club is an absolute mess. I mean, just last week they sold uh, Arthur for 80 million euros and they got, of course, Miralem Pianis to Juventus, of course, Arthur going to Turin. Uh, you know, just to wrap it up quite quickly, there's, a, there's an institutional problem within the club. Do remember that Barcelona, ever since they sold Neymar for 200 million pounds, have spent more than double that amount, meaning the board of directors financially have to go to, of course, uh, the, the members of the club, which of course are called the socios, and present their financials for the year. They needed to make sure that they had 70 million pounds to balance the books. The selling of Arthur made sure that they can go ahead and balance those books. Unfortunately, the selling of Arthur was not a footballing reason, it was a financial reason, and that has been the crux of Joseph ba- Maria Bartomeu's presidency so far for Barcelona. Uh, this afternoon, Xavi Hernandez, who was linked to Barcelona, announced that he'll be staying in Qatar for an additional year. The good news does not come anymore for Barcelona. There's more bad news after bad news. And if they do lose to Villarreal tonight, seven points clear. Real Madrid are finding a way to win. 
La Liga will be over if Villarreal take all three points against the Catalans tonight. Thank you so much, uh, Faraz Patel, for your time tonight. I really do appreciate it. No, it's an absolute pleasure, Boot. A quick update on the score between Liverpool and uh, Aston Villa. It is full-time, and it is 2-0 to Liverpool. The champions seem to be marching on to that uh, record uh, points haul, 100-plus. Let's see if they'll get there.